The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The Garda Síochána Recording Devices Bill, which is being brought before the Doyle this week, will allow for Garda to be issued with body cams by the end of the year. According to reports this morning, though, it could also allow for Garda dogs to wear body cams in order to help in certain policing situations. Now, all of this comes in the wake of a series of high-profile attacks on Garda in recent weeks. Joining me to talk about all of this, Pat Murray, former detective and senior investigating officer, Liam Herrick, executive director of the Irish Council for Civil Liberty, and Pete the Vet from uh, PeteTheVet.com. Pete Wedderburn, good morning, one and all. Um, let's talk, first of all, about the dogs themselves. Pete, good morning to you. Um, has it been done? Can it be done? Do dogs mind? Ah, Pete is gone, so we'll come back to Pete in, in a moment. Pat Murray, how useful might this device be? Uh, it's going to be very useful uh, in respect of the body or the dog cams as such, it's going to help uh, Gardaí when they're conducting uh, sensitive operations where uh, they may encounter uh, people who are armed and that, you know. So the dog would be very, very useful in that respect. Um, But uh, I can't see uh, where, uh, like, you know, from my experience on, on any issues, or not issues, any operations I've had where I had to have dogs involved, the handlers of the dogs were always very professional and the dogs always behaved uh, the way they were supposed to. So uh, I can't see the, um, uh, the, the it's going to be valuable to have a, a dog with a, a camera. So I can't see any issue there whatsoever, you know. Um, you can't see it's, it's uh, particularly usefulness. I'm wondering, you see, if a guard is wearing a body cam and uh, it has to be visible, I think, to any potential perpetrator that the guard is, the guard is in fact wearing a body cam, presumably then they would have to go into court and say, yes, that, that was my camera number 747B and I was wearing it on the 5th of September, da-da-da. The dog <laughs> can't come into court and say that. No, no, no. But the handler would say, yeah, I put that camera on that dog on that day uh, at a particular time. And this is the footage you captured, you know. So uh, the, the dog handler will be responsible mm-hmm. for the camera the dog has. But in overall view, uh, the police force using uh, body cams is a very positive thing. Yeah. You know? Well, just sticking with the dogs for for a yeah. moment, um, if you let a dog into a warehouse, for example, or into a place that's inaccessible to the handlers, you release the dog, the dog has the camera uh, on its head, and the Cumbria police have developed a, a headset for uh, the dogs, It's so it's not worn at the chest, it's actually worn on the top of the head, uh, and a pair of goggles for the dog as well. Um, and the dog uncovers something or observes something in on its camera yeah. um, before the Gardaí managed to scramble through the opening or whatever and see the nefarious deed being done. Uh, would that be admissible in court in evidence from your experience? It, it would, of course, yes, absolutely. And the thing about it is that this may save uh, a policeman's life if a dog goes in with a camera and picks up that uh, people standing around are in positions with firearms. So uh, the, the dog's camera is being monitored uh, within a distance of 500 metres. And uh, the, the, the operator will be able to see, oh, look, I can see what the dog is seeing. Mm. And there's someone with a gun. So there is a huge uh, armed threat to a police officer. So 
the let's say the strategy or the tactic may change as to how uh, the police would mm-hmm. approach that premises. So yes, it would be a very positive thing, and certainly. Um, it may well help uh, saving a policeman's mm. life, you know. Um, c- could a dog work kind of undercover, having a camera on its collar or whatever, uh, and, you know, the the handler disguised as Joe Citizen, uh, in other words, uh, no guard, the badging visible, and the dog uh, is allowed to mooch around? Yeah, yeah well, look, uh, you're into um, a different area, maybe, of, privacy concerns about what the camera would pick up and what the uh, you know what the operation was that the that the dog was involved in and there may be a very good reason for that and whatever he picks up may be well uh, used in evidence at a later stage but certainly and it's it, it reflects not just what the dog picks up but what let's say the guards will pick up on their own camera it's like it's there is privacy concerns and uh, you know but there are things that would have yeah. to be hammered out like, but in, in this uh, new bill that's going through I presume all of these bases will be covered for the guard themselves wearing a body cam it'll be visible to uh, the general public and everyone will know that potentially any encounter any conversation with a guard will be videoed Yes, and that's a very positive thing because it will give, number one, a clear picture. Number two, it will uh, hopefully improve the behaviour of Gardaí towards uh, members of the public and it should strengthen the relationships in the long run with, with the public and, mm. and the communities. Uh, I mean, we've seen, and we'll be talking about this later on, uh, what happened in Memphis and uh, the Gardaí, uh, the, the police there, rather, they will be probably convicted on the basis of the evidence gathered by their own body cams. Yes, and uh, I would have no problem with that. You know, they, they should have known, <laughs> you know, that's that's like, you know, that's the equipment they were wearing. And that's I mean, they, uh, they were incredibly, value. incredibly stupid because their conversations trying to get their stories straight uh, were being monitored. And, you know, yeah, the, their yeah. conspiracy was revealed by their own technical equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it shows then that the and that's a clear, uh, you know, example of where the, the value of wearing a, a, a body cam is for, you know, mm. the police, because a clear picture is shown like it's and that's what happened there. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a great opportunity for garden management or for guard to, to like you know that uh, to improve garden's behaviour with the public like you know um, that they you know they, that, that mm-hmm. if there's complaints now I I suspect that there will be a reduction in complaints uh, in respect of, of people yeah. of the guards wearing body cams because you have people who are just vindictive and vexatious who put in complaints just for the fact they don't like guards yeah. or whatever. I'll show him everything. But when it's it's all shown on CCTV or on the body cam, it, it's like there's no complaint. There, yeah, there, really there is no stuff. question that it tends to be a, a, a less than level playing field where at the moment bystanders will video Gardaí using their mobile phones and the Gardaí don't have uh, contrary uh, evidence. So you can you know, edit something on the mobile phone to to show the guard yes. in the worst possible light. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so this is a positive thing. Uh, Pat, thank you it very much positive, uh, yeah. for, for joining us. Uh, I'll go to Pete the vet next. I believe he can hear us now. Pete, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, in terms of the canines themselves, do you think uh, that they would have any issue with wearing uh, head cams? Definitely not. 
No, I, I mean, I've, I've actually put a, um, a little GoPro camera on my own dog for, for a while for a bit of fun. Um, she just had it on a body harness, actually. Um, and she, she, of course, didn't know it was there, and she was as happy as ever. Um, and from my perspective, it was very interesting because it gave me a view of the world as my dog sees the world. And it just, I think it helped me understand her life a bit more by, by doing that. But certainly, I wouldn't see any issue at all as far as dogs are concerned. Uh, so the the dog wearing and the headset by the Cumbria police is kind of, it looks a bit cumbersome, but it would make the dog even look uh, more scary, I think, to any uh, perpetrator who found this dog bounding towards them. But anyway, as far as you're concerned, the dogs can be trained fairly easily for this kind of stuff? Yes, I mean, dogs are intelligent and the people who train dogs these days, they really understand about the importance of um, positive motivation to train dogs. Um, and it means that dogs can very quickly learn new skills like that and um, without any, any issue. I suppose there are, you wonder sometimes about using animals at all as working animals. You have to pay a great deal of attention to their welfare. Um, but I know that the, the, the guards do that with their dogs anyway. And I don't see that that would change at all. OK, Pete. Uh, thank you. Liam Herrick, Executive Director of the Irish Council for Civil Liberties, uh, listening to these conversations. Liam, good morning. Morning, Pat. Now, um, do you have any issue at all with the Gardaí wearing body cams? Well, we do, Pat, and this is an issue that's going back now five years. The Commission on the Future of Policing in Ireland, as one of its recommendations for the wider Garda reform process, recommended the introduction of body cameras. And the argument was, as I think Pat has outlined there, that it would uh, reduce attacks on police that it would improve police behaviour towards the community and it would assist in the prosecution of crime. And uh, there was a consultation under the Department of Justice in 2019. We made submissions to them and we collated the evidence that we could see from the United States and elsewhere. Uh, and the basically comes down to part a question of evidence. There was some argument in the United States where the impetus there was about the tragic problem of police shooting of members of the public. That was the reason for introducing it in the United States, Mm -hmm. that uh, there were some small studies in the early part of the last decade which suggested that there were benefits from body-worn cameras, that there was, was a reduction in complaints and assaults. But what we've seen is more recent and larger studies are raising questions about this now. They're raising questions as to whether there is this benefit to the public or to the police. And it's really a a simple scientific question. I mean, we're seeing what's happening in the United States at the moment. Um, The argument that the introduction of body-worn cameras was going to stop the problem of racialized shootings of members of the public by the police does not seem to be borne out. Uh, The question of a reduction of complaints against the police also doesn't seem to be borne out. So we need to be careful here. The motivation is sound. The the reasons that people want to introduce them are for the right reasons. But if it doesn't work, then we are taking on a significant additional cost on the police service here. And we're also introducing an Mm. increased level of surveillance, which we believe will change the relationship between the public and the police. I I would say, you know, let the police do the policing work and let the Irish Council for Civil Liberties look after our civil liberties. You haven't uh, given us a civil liberties argument here. You've given us a policing argument. No, there's a civil liberties argument, which is that that? there's an increased level... It's that there's an increased level of surveillance of the public by the police. And... You know, we, we can see, we can identify the benefits in terms of uh, crimes that might be detected, but then we also need to look at the potential cost. So 
if there's an increased level of surveillance, that incre- it's increased level of filming of members of the public going about their daily life, including in their private life. And if that information is shared inappropriately, it can have devastating consequences. We can also see, in some, and there's plenty of examples from all over the world, where increased level of surveillance can lead to the police tracking behaviours which are not criminal. For example, uh, countering people that are involved in protests or strikes, or tracking people for cynical or criminal purposes, such as, for example, uh, police officers, and there's been several convictions in the United States of this, filming members of the opposite sex, for example, getting personal details about them, and then using that to make inappropriate approaches to them. So, uh, how, did the they discover the, how did they discover these uh, approaches? Well, because the victims uh, were, were, were identified them. You know, they, they were, Presumably the, they were, the cameras were used to no, actually no. reveal these uh, wrongdoings. No. No, no, not necessarily, Pat. I mean, you, you've got phenomenon in the United States, and, and for example, what they call plate for a date, where a police officer um, identifies somebody, tracks their uh, car registration number, then finds their personal address, and then makes an inappropriate approach to the person. And then when the person investigates, how did this person get my personal detail, they find out. We've had situations even in Ireland, Pat, where uh, footage that was filmed from CCTVs in the control of police um, was shared inappropriately through social media, which led to tragic consequences for some people. So what we're seeing, the civil liberties argument is if you're going to increase surveillance, you'd want to have a pretty good evidence base to, to justify mm. it. And, and we, we think that the case is not being made. Now, if there's an argument, the government is committed to do it, let's at least do this carefully. So what we're suggesting is the government is committed, even without a strong evidence base, why not use a pilot project in one small Garda division to see how it plays out in Ireland? Because mm. Irish policing, Pat, is quite different to American policing. And we well, need why to do you keep how- then giving evidence from America to buttress your case? Because th- that is the jurisdiction in which this technology has been used most extensively. And I mean, th- the government is justifying it based on what they've seen from the United States. We see a slightly different experience from the United States. But we also say that the wider Garda reform agenda in this jurisdiction is about a community police service, which is what we're trying to achieve, which is very, very different. And that, that's not about increased level of surveillance and increased level of okay, technology but, but as the seen, main tool. Uh, Primetime ran a, a, a series of videos, uh, one of their programmes, I think it was a Primetime Investigates, and it showed uh, CCTV uh, taking kind of distant shots and zooming in as best they could of yobs ballyragging the Gardaí and taunting them and so on. Now, if those Gardaí at ground level had body cams, which is actually recording the ballyragging by these yobs of the Gardaí, straight away you're going to get a conviction. Well, I mean, there's not a good, It was not a good, a, a good result, really, from having a body cam. And the Garda would probably feel safer in approaching these yobs knowing that the yobs know they're being recorded. Well, Pat, if those things were true, I think everybody would be in favour of it. What we're saying to you is if you look at the large-scale studies in the United States, it doesn't pan out as simply as that. I mean, there's a number of assumptions in what you've said that there would certainly be a conviction. Well, I think one of the difficulties we have with the introduced level of body-worn cameras or CCTV or whatever other technological form of evidence is that there is an assumption in the public and sometimes by police that it's absolutely bulletproof and it's always 100% accurate and it always leads to definite outcomes. 
law is more complicated than that, and that hasn't always been the mm. case. So, but what do look, you make I, of, of what happened in Memphis, uh, which is still ongoing, but uh, there are charges of, of murder, too, against uh, these uh, policemen in Memphis? And the evidence which has been released under pressure from media over there, and uh, I don't know whether you saw it over the weekend, shows these guys effectively indicting themselves by their conversations. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you can look at it a number of different ways, Pat. As I said, the argument that the introduction of body-worn cameras in American policing as a response to racialized shootings by police was going to eradicate this problem clearly hasn't played out that way. You know, the problem is at least as bad as it's ever been. But maybe it um, would have been worse. Well, I mean, Pat, that's a pretty speculative argument. No, but I mean, that, that, when, when you introduce a technology and if things don't get worse, because in this world things always seem to be getting worse, if they don't get worse, there might be an argument to say, well, we put a bit of a stop to this by wearing body cams. Well, Pat, I mean, that's complete speculation. I mean, th- what we're saying is that it was introduced in response to a significant number of instances where police shot black men. And we still have a problem of the police shooting a significant number of black men. If we want you, to say you also, that... By the way, you also talked about racial uh, shootings. Well, there were black men who killed a black man in Memphis. Yeah, but, but I think the wider context in the United States is certainly, you know... The victims are nearly always black men in the United States past. So, I mean, there's clearly a racial dimension to it. And this is, this is a very significant political problem in the United States. But, but, I mean, if we look at the behavior of those police officers, there are deeper questions as to why police behave in this way. And I think if we try to approach this problem simply with a technological solution, we're unlikely to succeed. If we look at the issues in Irish policing at the moment, I, th- I think our concern here is we're committed to the Garda reform agenda. We're also committed to ensure that we protect our police in the public. And I think there is too much weight being put on one solution to a problem. There are wider questions about proper rostering of police, proper uh, community policing investment in this country, mm. and also accountability and oversight. And I mean, also, if we're talking about technology and surveillance here, Pat, the Data Protection Commission has launched several investigations into Angarda Shikana in terms of how they use the technology that they already have. And what they have found is that there are not proper training or procedures within Angarda Shikana in terms of using CCTV. Yeah. So in that context, it's the wrong solution at the wrong time. All right, Liam, uh, thank you very much for that. That's Liam Herrick, Executive Director of the Irish Council for Civil Liberties. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.